going to call us. That's right. We won't bust your ghosts, but we will talk about them. Welcome to the Fright Club Podcast. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf, and we're from madwolf.com. And big things, we've got a new horror movie, new scary movie in the theaters this weekend to talk about. So we'll talk about that one. And we'll talk about our five favorite ghost story movies. That's right. And we've best also, haunted house movies. Best haunted house movies, yeah. So we'll be talking about ghost busting. And we've also got some big, big Fright Club news to let out of the bag. We've te- teased about this a little bit, but we're very excited. Hope you will be too, so we'll get to that. But we got a lot of um, feedback, as always, which we love, from last week's episode. That's right, because we talked about the best female villains. And we knew, you know, we were going to leave some off that people were going to be sad about. And we got some actually really great feedback. A good friend of ours at NACMAC, he says... He was really happy to see Kathy Bates. Yeah. Um, and she was on the list, and she had to be there. She's brilliant. She's one of the all-time uh, Annie Wilkes from Misery. And uh, and I think he's going to be okay with this. He had another great suggestion, and it was person that we talked about and we thought about, but it's not a well-enough-seen film, and if you put her on the list, you give it all away because so oh, yeah. he knows, he'll know. We, yeah. We're not going to say you it know, here. You know, he knows, we, we know. All know. Nobody we, else knows. <laughs> we agree with you. We agree with you at NACMAC. We thought about it, and for the very reason that you bring up, we decided, eh, maybe the not. The funny thing is, yeah, uh, when, we will, when we were actually recording it, I almost brought that up right. just as we were, because we hadn't talked about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it, and then, you know, Cooler heads prevailed, and I thought, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't give that away. So, apologizing uh, already, apologize in advance if you're wondering what the heck we're speaking in riddles. That's right. Uh, wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> but uh, but we can't, because we if you haven't seen it, that would spoil the whole thing. So, that's no fun. We've got a couple others. Though. At Seaback, he, uh, he mentioned the mom of Flowers in the Attic. Oh, Louise Fletcher. Right. And she's, Nurse Ratchet. Nurse, she's always creepy. She is. She's, <laughs> she's got that resting bitch face. She just always she is creepy. You know, and it's not a horror movie, but I mean, she's a pretty, the villain in One Floor of the Cuckoo's yeah, Nest, Nurse Ratchet yeah, is, good yeah, lord. Yeah, that's, that's an that, all-time Yeah, well, icon. she won the Oscar for it, yeah. So, um, all right, yeah, didn't think about that one. At, at Robo Q 50 this is a good one, yeah. Peruse a Balk and the Craft. <laughs> Peruse a Balk. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wow. Yeah. She's uh, speaking of a resting bitch face. Yeah. She's got one too. She does, but she's effective. Okay, yep. good. And then the last one is uh, is at Rabble TV. I wanted to mention this one because it's an interesting idea too. Is uh, Natasha Kinski from Cat People? Oh wow! Who I don't know that I consider her the villain. I kind of consider her yeah. also the hero. You know what I mean? It was sort of our yeah. you know May and you know uh-huh. uh, Ginger Snaps is that like yeah. fuzzy line. Right, yeah. is really yeah. kind of the anti hero of the movie. But still, you know, interesting thoughts. So there are a couple of my favorites of the 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 feedback that we got from last week. Okay. Well, before we go on, you have to just spill. We, we teased last week that you were going to talk to Pollyanna McIntosh. I totally did. How did it go? It went well. I talked to Pollyanna McIntosh and also uh, David O'Malley. He's the director. We talked about the movie that they have that's coming out on video on demand here next week. It's called Let Us Pray. And if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth checking out. It's a lot of fun. It's like uh, it's kind of like Assault on Precinct 13, only, you know, sort of a horror movie version of that. It's very, very fun to watch. Really super bloody. Well done. Um, I review it, and then you can also find the the interview over on ScreenRelish.com. But I was not as big of a nerd as... So on, like, the Bruce Campbell-o-meter, <laughs> um, I was not nearly as bad as I was with Bruce Campbell. And the other, other difference is, and nothing against Bruce, but when we tweeted to Bruce after the interview, he did not tweet back. No. Pollyanna did. She did. So. I know, and she used my name. <laughs> <laughs> she said, my pleasure, Hope. Okay. And I went just like that. Oh! <laughs> but she right. was great. She was super nice, That's and nice. so was That's he. They were fascinating. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. All right, so the uh, new movie we checked out uh, a few days ago that's in theaters right now, I didn't. I haven't heard yet how it's doing box office-wise. I guess we'll find out. 
Uh, but uh, is the brand new edition of Poltergeist. I'm not afraid. How will you get here? Who are you talking to? Daddy! Madison! We didn't know where else to go. This is unlike anything I've seen before. It's a new, more powerful poltergeist. Maddie? We need you to come back to us now, honey. Please, Miss Butler! Leave this house! Something's wrong, Mom. Yeah, and I gotta say, right after we got out of the screening, uh, I heard people milling around saying they thought it was awful. I did not think it was awful. I didn't think it was great, but I didn't think it was awful. No, I think you liked it a little bit better than I did, but I also didn't think it was awful. What I thought it was was needless and uninspired. It's the uh, the director who did Monster House, so I had kind of high expectations because that is maybe the scariest kids movie ever <laughs> made. I love that movie, um, and and so I kind of thought, well, that goes along with this. It's like a family, scary, things work out in the end kind of, and uh, it just, um, I felt like, there were a lot of things that made me feel like he he felt obligated to do certain things. There are like three major scares in the first movie. There's the face tearing, the tree, the clown, right? And he's got twists on those. Well, and then the big demon out of the out of the you know out of the portal, right? That comes that's, out. Is it? That's pretty. Good. I think the only but he, right, but he didn't do it. No, he didn't do it. So, but I mean, the, the three he did oh, do I something meant, with okay, from the original. Okay, the, the three that he the, from the original he did something with. I thought uh, I didn't really like the way he did it. You know, and uh, and then everything he sort of took in a new direction, I thought was, it lacked, a, it needed a punch. The movie needed yeah. a punch, and it didn't have I one. liked several of the set pieces, for lack of a better word. Yeah. You know, because the original was about, in a, in a way, technology sure. through the TV, mm-hmm. and there's so much more technology now. He didn't ignore that. He used that, mm-hmm. and I think in effective ways. Um, and there were some, some nice visuals about how they did that, but as it went on... It seemed like it was remade maybe only for that reason and no other reason. Like, right. We can remake it. We can make these visuals and these effects better, which when it came to the to the ghosts, I don't know that they did, to tell the truth. No, I'm Once with you. Once they were into that, no. that poor, I, I wasn't little bland, wild about I thought. that. No. But there were several early on. It was setting a mood for me that I thought was effective. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, I'm with you. Oh, plus, but the cast is great. The cast I mean, is that's great. The only, that's the one reason where I really uh, kind of had high hopes, right? Sam Rockwell is always a good idea. Yep. Rosemary DeWitt is, yeah. is very, very good. Perfect Jared Hess is great. The little girl in oh, this one yeah. just, oh, oh so She awesome. is so she cute. She was great. So, she was so funny and cute. So funny. Um, yeah, and a lot of it was effective for me, but by the end, you just kind of, you're left with the, the well, feeling of, why did no. you remake this again? What are we talking about? There, you know, there are a couple... There are some really good reboots. The Ring was a great one. Uh, Dawn Dead. of the Dead, Evil Dead. You know, there are some, but it's like, it's it, there's, it's usually, I think, two things. Number one, you can see that the current filmmakers are incredibly fond of the movie that they're remaking. That's very important. And two, the new movie has a voice. It is saying something. This one, I don't think you really got either one. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I still... Yeah, I think I did like it a, a smidge, a skosh, skosh, better than you did. But uh, again, not great. But I just no. no I, uh, originally, when as I said, when we first came out of the theater and people were saying it was awful, I did not think it was awful. Uh, but just not, just not great. And that's a good way to put it. it I think it didn't have its own voice. Didn't no. have its own reason for being. No. Um. So so other than that, kind of a kind of a meh. Um. 
because it's kind of stuck in the middle there. And that's the new poltergeist. But we are, oh, before we do that, we want to break some big news, don't we? That's right. Because the the poltergeist got us to thinking about, you know, great haunted house movies, which is what, you know, inspired this particular uh, podcast. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, though, the thing is, the news that we actually broke when we went to see this the screening is we ran into some some regular listeners, right? Bridget and uh, Claire and, and Adam. Adam. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we let them in on a little secret. Yes, we have the Fright Club live events here in Columbus, Ohio, where we are based. Uh, monthly horror movies, uh, sometimes very well known, sometimes niche. Usually pretty uh, niche. Yeah. And we've been bumping around to two different theaters now since we started this. But now we are very excited. Starting in July... We're going to have a new home, and it is our favorite. It is the Gateway Film Center right on the Ohio State University campus. A great place for horror movies. They've been doing it. for. They have the longest running, right? They have yes, Nightmares, Nightmares on, High, on Street. High Street, which is the, the longest running uh, horror film festival in history. Yeah. That every single week, they bring in something new that you're not going to see elsewhere. Um, and they also have, they have Fritz the Night Owl there. They have yes. uh, Dr. Bob Tesla. Yeah. They have a lot of really great... Uh, it's just a good place to go see horror. It's like yeah. the place to go see so horror. We so met with, uh, we're with super excited Chris to Hamill, go there. who runs the joint, and we thank him a lot. Uh, he was very supportive. said, bring it on. Um, we're going to do it. and uh, So we'll start in July. Yep, we're going to start It's going to be the second Wednesday of every month. Second Wednesday of every month at 8, 8 o'clock. 8 p.m. Uh, we don't know yet the first movie. We don't know the schedule of movies. We gave him the a, list. a list of a, a great titles. That, well, you did. They're really your list. It's a great list. Um, so we don't know yet the, the uh, order, but they're going to be good, and it's yep. going to be a lot of fun, and we'll uh, keep you updated. So hopefully if you're in our area starting in July, you'll come and, and join us because we have fun. We have prizes, and, of course, we have the movie. And we just have a lot of... Uh, lot small of, brownies. Small, t-shirts. <laughs> small T-shirts, that's right. T-shirts we get and small brownies. T-shirts made up. And it's a good time. So uh, Fright Club Live starting in July. Come join we'll the club. Come join it and we'll have more about that. But getting to our top five, spurred by the new Poltergeist, is our top five scary haunted house ghost busting type movies. And we'll just start right there from 1982, the original Poltergeist. And it, you, because it came out in 1982, that was the same year of quite another uh, very famous movie. And you always make a good point about how these two movies coexist. They do. It's funny, especially you should just try watching them back to back because Steven Spielberg produced Poltergeist, of course. And he also directed another suburban, uh, supernatural, fun movie, E.T. And if you watch it back to back, it's basically the same neighborhood. It is. I mean, it so really much of what happens, they are parallel films. They it's really just are. that there is less face tearing in, fact, in one than the other. In the opening, in the, in the new poltergeist their suburban neighborhood looks even more like et's i think yeah I, like, I think it may be the same because they, they call does. it they call it glen echo circle which is yeah. the same place yeah and and i actually did like that because you know in in 82 that was like the hip new place the good neighborhood to move into you know here 30 years later now, it is not it's, yeah, it's you know foreclosure one. yeah and yeah. that's why they wind up there that was a, that was a yeah, good point a nice, they made but in, but we're talking now about the original which uh at the time it came out that's a good word to say. So original. Yeah. Uh, to have a, a haunted house movie like that in 1982. And if you, obviously the effects today don't stand up, but that's, you know, that's kind of beside the point. You know, it's funny that when I saw it for the first time, I saw it first, for the first time as a kid. And as a kid, you associate with the kid, the, with the one who gets stolen and that's mm-hmm. make it super creepy. I saw it again as an adult, as a parent. And it's just as terrifying as a parent. And I think that's one of the things they do really well is they play on the, I mean, the idea that your baby is in 
whatever that is, and you can hear her but can't get to her. And Joe Beth Williams is just brilliant That's in this movie. That's the thing I was going to say. As much as I like uh, the the individual cast members in the update, I think the original uh, Joe Beth Williams and Craig T. Nelson yeah. did a better job of showing the desperation. Yeah, I that, think so too. Of that couple. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. It's you know, it's just fun, and it's it's a really weird, but to me, brilliant sort of amalgamation of Steven Spielberg's sense of wonder and director Toby Hooper's gut-wrenching imaginative terror you know what i mean it's like they're very different types of filmmakers and the way they mashed together in this was just awesome and you gotta give a, a tip of the hat the casting of zelda rubenstein oh, nice yeah absolutely she's such a a different presence anyway physically yeah uh to, and that to, voice and the voice yeah. and the way she says it it really is effective and uh and you can you can tell viewing them we did we didn't view them back to back we saw the new one of course but and then you, you start thinking about the original right. and the different things that you talk about a film having its own voice. This one definitely yeah, did. Yeah, it did. Because especially in 1982, when it was up against and alongside uh, E.T., e. that is such a, such a different way to look at it. And, and, and watching them back to back would be fun. Yeah, it would be. Um, I do want to point out, so there are a couple of others uh, that we really love that kind of fall into this. The poltergeisty, like the really scary, they're going to do you some damage ghost stories. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Paranormal Activity jumps to mind, obviously, the entire series. Yeah, some are better than others. Uh, yeah. We liked... Uh, the first two a lot. I liked the first two a lot. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care for, was it... Yeah, the three, three was the one that took you back to the 80s, yeah, which was... Yeah, no, didn't like actually, that. Actually, that's the one that's made the most money. Is that right? Isn't that unfortunate? Yeah, I didn't care. But then, when they switched to the one about the webcams, yeah. I thought a lot of that was effective. Yeah. Uh, and the number five was that they took it in a totally different, yeah. ep- uh, uh, totally different direction with new characters and everything. But uh, I, you know what? I really like number two. I thought yeah, number I two, too. they really did a good job with it. So overall, that series, pretty decent. And then also, uh, The Woman in Black. Yeah. I liked black. that a lot better than I thought I was I going too. to. Just good old fashioned ghost story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you know she's going to do you some damage. She is. Yeah. You know I loved, and then of course Harry Potter, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yep. Just love to see him do well. <laughs> yeah, the sequel of that not so much. But no, uh, not at all. Yeah, no, the but... first one. Sometimes movies like that maybe succeed in your mind from the low expectations, yeah. and maybe we came in with that with not the not the highest of expectations. But it was. It was. Just, it was fun. Good. Good fun scares. And then the other thing, so like over on this side of the pond, it is a little bit novel to watch a, a haunted house style movie and have the, the, the ghost do physical damage. But um, in Asian horror, that's what always happens. Mm-hmm. You should really worry about ghosts in Asian horror movies. And so there would be like a million that we could talk about. But one of the ones, and I liked, you know, the the original and also the the American remake, the Juan, the grudge movies. Uh-huh. I think what makes that one particularly terrifying um, is that... You're tainted as soon as you're in that house. Right. You're dead. You, like you can't escape the house now. You are just doomed. Yeah. This woman and her son are going to track you down no matter where. I loved that about that. <laughs> you know, um, it's uh, it's such a terrifying concept. So so we wanted to just mention a couple yeah. of other poltergeisty yeah. that we loved. They kind of fall under that under that umbrella. Number five, poltergeist from '82, and number four in our list of favorites. Uh, just from we've talked about this a few times. Uh, just from a couple of years ago. The Conjuring. There's something horrible happening in my house. You picking up anything in here, hon? Something awful happened here, Ed. What is it? You have a lot of spirits in here. But there's one that I'm most worried about because it is so hateful. This thing has latched itself to your family. That one has been popping up on cable here in the last few months, and I always it's one of those I always you just leave stop it on. at, mm-hmm. just leave it on. 
uh, because it really, really like that one. Another one that is PG-13. Crazy. It is, because it's effectively scary. It is. Um, we've mentioned many times that scene on top of the, the dresser. dresser. Oh, yeah. You know, great. Oh, yeah. And, and that they don't use CGI, at least doesn't. That's, I think, that's, I think uh, which we mentioned before, James Wan directed this, who also, you know, he did, well, he did the most recent Furious 7. He did that, but, I mean, mostly he does horror, and it's it's been, um, the Saw is where he started off mm-hmm. with. But uh, I think that what he does here that uh, modern filmmakers don't always, he understands that a flesh and blood villain is scarier than anything you're going to generate CGI. And I think that's why this movie works as well as it does. Also a great cast. Oh, yeah, great cast. Great cast, and it, it has that slow build, but not too slow. Right. And it has the 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 desperation of the the child in jeopardy, oh, yeah. and then the mom in jeopardy, and a, and a nice a nice backstory. Yeah, um, and some uh, some good visuals of the, when the woman's hanging in the tree, and oh, yeah. you know only she sees it, but then we see it. So under this umbrella, we've got a few others that. Um, that uh, kind of are in the same vein, and the first one is Amityville Horror. Obviously, right, because of the, the connection. <laughs> the connection, of, right. yeah, is obvious. And, you know, there's a million Amityville Horror movies, and mm-hmm. actually there are at least three documentaries about Amityville yeah, Horror, and a couple about, of them are quite good. Yeah. My, my Amityville Horror, the yeah, one about the son. we saw the, the one about the son, yeah. who is an yeah. unfortunate soul. He's yeah. troubled and he's damaged, but he still, to this day, maintains that it's true. Yeah. Um, and it's effective. I think that is called My Amityville Horror, so. if you can look up that. That was just from a couple of years that ago. That was, like maybe two or three years yeah. ago. The, you know, there's just, I mean, there's just a whole legacy of Amityville Horror stuff. And the, the truth is, the original movie is not very good. <laughs> it's just not, <laughs> it's not very good. And most of the sequels are even worse. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the reboot a few years ago, 10 years ago or that so. That had that one good scare in the closet. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was good. Other than that, no. 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 So, you know, uh, it's, it's more just the legacy of it than anything. Um, but you know it is. It's one of the all time. And the, but even before that, though, and this is such a weird movie, uh, burnt offerings. Oh yeah, weird and a weird cast. You know, old Betty Davis. Yeah. Crazy Oliver Reed. Oh yeah. He's drunk. He's probably you know drunked up on the set. At least that's how he comes off. And Karen Black, who's you know is solid, but by that time, when when this come out, like seventy eight something like that. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's a weird movie. It There's is. an early scene where Karen Black is trying to talk him into moving into this house and he doesn't want to. And so he just reaches over and grabs her boob. Just grabs her <laughs> boob. And I thought to myself, the first time I watched this, that's not in the script. No, it's not. Oliver Reed just wanted to get away with grabbing Karen Black's boob. <laughs> um, and it's so weird. It's yeah. such a weird movie. Um, with, what's his face, the penguin? Um, Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. I always love him in any horror movie because he's just so peculiar. Yes. Um, and it's not like it's really scary, but it's kind of effective. There, you can it's when not you watch scary. it. It's there not. are like a million movies that are just like it, but this one is so it's odd enough that it just keeps your attention the whole time. Yeah. And then actually another one, so you know, very much in this very same kind of vein that we just saw recently over at the Gateway Film Center. Uh, we are still here. Yeah. yeah. And that's a very throwback '70s kind of movie. Very throwback, and actually, it's it's uh, got an ambiguous time. It's an ambiguous time setting. I thought. They don't really mm. narrow it down or nail it down, um, which is cool sometimes if a movie can pull that off, which yeah. the biggest one that just did that was It Follows. Oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah. Uh, they, they really pulled it off well. This one does it not as well, but a little bit. Um, and it's not a great movie, but uh, it has... No, a- it's actually very Amityville Horror 3. It's very much. Uh, okay. It's very, very similar to the movie Amityville Horror 3 with um, Meg Ryan, actually, oh, is the star of really? Amityville Horror I didn't 3. I yeah. that one. Um, it's in 3D and it's terrible, but this is better than that. This is better than that. But it's, uh, you know, it's very similar. That's what it reminded me of. It's just, you know, the haunted housey Amityville Horror style movies that came out in the 70s mm-hmm. and 80s. Yeah. And it was fun. We're going to go on, though, to uh, really one of our very favorites. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and it's it's you can see where it's been inspired by films that came before it, but it's so unique and wonderful. And that is the orphanage. A disappearance. children play when they're alone in the dark the orphanage yeah that's from uh, 2007 and one of the things i think of about the orphanage right away is just the entire mood yeah. that it sets from start to finish yeah this very atmospheric. Very. The way, uh, I mean, the, the the cinematography is just beautiful. Oh, it's great. The use of silence is really, really effective. I mean, they they do they create they create such an incredible atmosphere in this movie, and you know, it's one of many many films where uh, the whole the whole movie hinges on is she crazy or is she not? Right. You know, and right. and most is she really movies, seeing right, this. Is she re- so basically, what it is is a woman and her husband. Uh, they they buy the orphanage where she grew up, and they want to turn it into a home for special needs children, like their adopted son Simone. And then Simone uh, develops some uh, imaginary friends and then vanishes. So the movie, uh, you know, it, are the imaginary friends really ghosts? As she thinks they are ghosts of the children from when she lived there, or is she just so grief stricken and crazy that she's she's imagining things? And then a mystery is unfolds. Yep. You know the 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 backstory, and uh, the whole thing is so effective because it has some scare. It's not terrifying. But it has some really creepy images yeah, it does. involving the children, and some of them wear bags on their heads, oh, yeah. and that's there's, scary. There's a huge, there's just a really great building sense of dread yeah. the whole time. It's yeah. very spooky. Um, and then uh, I'm not positive how you pronounce this. Belen Ruida is the star. Mm-hmm. She plays the mother. She's she's actually in a, a, a several other horror films. She's always magnificent. Yeah, always, she's very. She good. is so great in this movie. She's just as hysterical as she needs to be. Uh-huh. You know, it's like there is so much integrity to her performance that you can't help but wonder: Is she crazy? Is this really happening? You know, and it's 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 really a feat if a film can can keep you guessing at that the entire time. You haven't already decided it's one or the other. Yeah, that's one that we uh, we go back to a lot, and uh, I don't know if it's seems to me it doesn't get talked about a lot. No, I think uh, it's probably because it's foreign horror. Yeah, um, you know, this is a Spanish film, and uh, and you know they just don't get brought up as often. Yeah, but it's it's really well done, and an excellent use of you. You mentioned the cinematography. Yeah, not only um, inside the buildings, but outside oh, when they yeah, go on the grounds, the grounds and the, the water, yeah. and then when they have that, they go back in, go back in that cave. And, oh yeah, you know, and the lighthouse. Uh, very well done. Yeah. It just all feeds into the to the vibe and the mood, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, uh, just a foreboding sense of dread that we're building to something mm-hmm. as as she is is going farther in her search for answers, right? And then we find out what's the cause of all this, and yeah, really, really well done um, all the way around. If you haven't checked it out from 2007, The Orphanage, and we've got a few under this subheading or under this right. umbrella as well that are that are, uh, and I haven't seen. Well, two of these I have not seen. So, well, the first, Devil's Backbone is yeah. is one that uh, you know is Spanish also, so it, you know Spanish language anyway, and that's why you want to bring it up. And it's it's a ghost story, full on, and it's so well done. It's so well done. It's children. It's an orphanage. I mean, there's a lot of reasons where you would, but it's uh, it's it's creepy. It's spooky. The effects are great. It's heartbreaking. Um, you know, it's kind of a parable about the lost souls of war. It's just a beautiful mm-hmm. film. Um, so that's that's a great one. Another Spanish one, one. I'm sure those one that you haven't seen is called the Baby's Room. Yeah, 
It's I haven't seen that one. Really not well known at all, and it opens with this great spooky scare. So a man and his wife and their newborn baby move into a house. The house turns out to be haunted. Uh, they get a baby monitor. They hear creepy shit on the baby monitor, <laughs> right? Like all of that is very effective. And uh, and then the wife is sure that the husband is going insane. And there's so that's it's another one. What? But is he? But isn't he? Is he? Like and when the husband goes insane, it's never. It's there's always violence involved in any horror movie. When a husband is going insane, it's never just maybe he's crazy and thinks he's seeing things. It's like maybe he's crazy and he's going to react badly right. and he's going to kill people. Right. So there's a lot of that tension throughout this movie. It's not absolutely genius but they pull enough off and it's very very rarely seen and it's worth looking up the baby's room what year was that it's uh in the last five years it's pretty recent um and then another one that i'm sure is probably one of the ones you haven't seen is an australian movie called lake mungo so a girl a teenage girl dies like on school holiday and uh the mother uh can't really deal with the grief and so her son makes up a reason to start filming this documentary because he says that his sister is still in the house. And it's a, it's a ghost story that unravels, a mystery. Um, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's very sad, but, you know, as it turns out, you know, he's not wrong. He, he, didn't, he didn't know that she was actually there, but, you know, you see in footage where she actually is showing up. It's, it's spooky and sad and... Um, atmospheric and really well done. And Lake Mungo, it's an Australian movie that's not very well seen, very often seen. Yeah, that's from 2008, Lake Mungo. And it looks like the baby's room, as I'm looking it up here, is 2006? That sounds right. That yeah. sounds right? That sounds right. Yeah. So I guess a little older than I thought. And you know what? If you're going to look for it, it's got a like a, a label. It's, it's six films to keep you awake or something like that. Yes. It's under yeah. that label. Yes. So if That's you just were to go to IMDb or something and put the baby's room, it may not come up. No, so, you, it's under films to keep you awake, there you go. colon, the baby's room right. uh, from 2006. And then another one, I just wanted to make sure we got in here somewhere, which, uh, again, I don't really consider a horror movie, but it's definitely a ghost story and one of your favorites mm-hmm. is The Sixth Sense. Yeah, The Sixth Sense. It's not a, a horror movie, although some people, you'll, you'll, you'll find yeah. people that call it that. It's definitely a ghost story. Definitely a ghost story and effective. Mm-hmm. Has some creepy, very creepy mm-hmm. uh, moments, you know, under the bed there with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Misha Barton yeah. uh, was the girl. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, when they see that uh, bicyclist who'd mm-hmm. been hit and just comes up to the window, yeah. you know. But I think one of the reasons I liked it in this category is it's, it's really you just your heart breaks for this kid. Yeah, you and know, he's so it's, great. He is. He was so Haley good in Joel, that movie. He it was, was so he was so, so good great. in it. And of course, by now it's taken on this mythic, you yeah, know, life of its own, absolutely. life of its own because of the big twist and people went back to see it uh, so many times and, and everything else. But and and that makes it difficult sometimes in a movie like that to see it again or think of it in a vacuum without all the baggage that came with it. Right. You know, because it made six hundred zillion dollars because everybody, oh, you have to, you know, and don't tell and don't right. tell. And then in a way, it kind of I don't want to say it ruined him as a filmmaker because you look at his films at, uh, after that and they just keep going downhill and you're going, what happened? Yeah. You know, uh, the one after this that I loved was Unbreakable. Oh. I think it's so, so good. After uh, that Well whew. the Alien one was good. Oh um Signs. Signs. Yeah. Signs was good. Yeah. So, so we, you know, that's After a whole, that, yeah, that's a whole He's other... got a new one coming out, though. Uh, not too, a horror film coming out. Yeah. The Visit, is that what it's called? We go to the grandma's house. Um, it looks, it looks yeah. maybe. But, uh, yeah, so that's a whole other discussion about him as a filmmaker. But it's, it just becomes such a, a mythic pop culture yeah. event of yeah. a film. But just thinking back of when you first saw it, and yeah, that's, it's very effective. It is. Uh, because, uh, it, because, you know, like a lot of the ones in this little category, you know, it's, it's, 
there's a melancholy about it. You know, it's it's not just spooky. It's it's sad. Mm-hmm. You know, your heart is just broken for this little boy, mm-hmm. and you're terrified for him because he doesn't because he's a kid and he doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, and he doesn't know why he's no. been given this curse, curse or slash burden, gift. gift or burden, right? right. Right, so uh, that's uh, the sixth sense. We want to throw that in there, too. So that was with number three, the orphanage. Yeah, that was under that little uh, little heading. And moving on to number two, this is the oldest one uh, on uh, on our top five, but one that, especially you, I think you like this one better than I do. I love uh, it. And a lot of the, the purists, I'll call you a purist, uh, <laughs> feel the same way from 1961, the innocence. We And that is a, this is just a straight up haunting. Yep. Uh, very, very much. Um, but, you know, like, actually, I think that you'll find a lot, uh, I mean, the orphanage uh, it, it takes a lot from this film. I mean, it really does, a- including uh, just a very strong central female character who you just don't know. Is she seeing things or is there a haunting here? And uh, Deborah Kerr is the, the governess in the movie um, The Innocence. And, you know, is, as she's spiraling towards spinsterhood, has she just gone crazy with this story this vulgar story this lurid lover story and how that's tainted the children or you know are, are they really there haunting the house and are they going to kill these children and um and it's you know henry james turn the screw which is which is you know a brilliant piece of literature this and it's been made into a film a million times but this is absolutely the best version and um most of it i think is because of deborah Kerr's performance she's just she's just brittle mm-hmm. and and perfect and then the the little boy miles is in incredibly good and super creepy. <laughs> he is creepy. Super creepy. And it's also got a very, it's got an atmosphere yeah, from very, start to very, finish. Very, much. A I very, agree. you know, foggy in the moors mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. And and a movie that um, reminded me a lot in the same vein from, I think 2001 was The Other. Yes. With Nicole Kidman. With Nicole Kidman, very same much. Same type of story. Absolutely. And it's a pretty good movie too, The Other. Yeah, it's kind of told from uh, The, the other side yeah. of... Without, uh, without giving too much right. away if you haven't it's seen it. It's a great movie. It I love yeah. that movie. It, it would fall under this... Absolutely. Under this heading as well. Absolutely. Uh, 2001, if you haven't seen The Others, and we don't want to talk too much about that because that's another one that... But that's you, another one where the kids are awesome. The kids are awesome. The kids are awesome. And they're always calling each other a cowdy custard because they're, <laughs> the kids are both like afraid of everything that happens. You cowdy custard. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but And, and uh, Nicole Kidman is, is perfect in it. Again, brittle. Brittle. Yep. You yep. know, she's perfect in it. The whole movie is so great. Yeah, and you can and tell. And it's got a lot of innocence lot about it very much. The mm-hmm. setting, uh, the, you know, the grounds, the house. Yeah. Uh, what they're dealing with, um, yeah, that they're kind of kind of like a bookend right. uh, to that movie. But the innocence is all is certainly one of the you know the cornerstone of, yeah. the, of the haunted types of movies. Absolutely, one of yeah. the most influential. I think another one that came out just a couple years after that, sixty three, uh, which is very influential, but I don't particularly think ages very well. Is the haunting uh, Shirley Jackson's uh, you know version of Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House, and um, it, it with uh, um, Julie Harris and oh yeah, I love that book. I love Shirley Harris. You love Shirley Harris. The Lottery. We love Shirley oh, Harris. Oh, you're talking about Shirley Jackson. I'm sorry. Shirley Harris is the actress. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Shir- Julie, Julie Harris Jul- is the actress. Yeah, Julie Harris. Yeah. I'm confusing the yeah, two. Shirley Jackson. Shirley Jackson, Jackson the is the writer. And, yeah, writer. Yeah. 
And um, but the movie, I don't think the age is particularly well. It's a good spooky film, and it's actually rated G. Um, That's amazing. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But and it's along the same kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's got the same sort of an idea. Um, and then actually, you want to go all the way back to the Uninvited with Ray Milan. That's nineteen forty four. Wow. I know, and it's you know, and it's very wholesome. Um, you know, for a spooky movie, you're like it's well, very like, cheesy. It's very exactly, but it's got a couple of pretty decent, you know. Scare startles to it. It really does. Okay, so that all falls under the uh, the innocence, uh, which is number two in our countdown. So of the haunting house, I bet you can guess. Let's what... quickly go. So we talked okay. about so many. So number five, we've got the original Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Number four, The Conjuring. Number three, The Orphanage. Number two, The Innocence. And then number one has and been it... number one at least three times yes, on some list. If you or don't other. know, I bet you'll know it from this clip. No charge, to Mister Torrance. No charge. Your money's no good here. Orders from the house. Orders from the house. Drink up, Mr. Torrance. I'm the kind of man likes to know who's buying their drinks, Lloyd. A little slow tonight, Lloyd. <laughs> the Shining from 1980. Uh, the Granddaddy. And yeah, it's been number one on a few lists we've had. And for good reason. Oh, because it's a brilliant it's just masterpiece so of the film. Oh my God, it's so great. Yeah, starting with his performance uh, and just going on from there. Oh, yeah. Everybody, it's 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 so good. Kubrick and, and, and we've talked about all the crazy uh, uh, theories that people have about oh, yeah. breaking it down. And of course, they made that entire documentary, Room 237. Uh, about that. You know what? Quick aside, the guy who made the, the documentary Room 237, he also made a, a documentary that's out right now called The Nightmare, which is absolutely brilliant. And and honestly, one of the most affecting documentaries I've ever seen in terms of like a horror movie. Well, and if you want to talk about, because um, it's a cliche to say about a horror movie that, oh, I had a hard time getting to sleep. I'm telling you. You will. This one. Yep. This one, you will have a hard time getting to sleep with absolutely. good reason. Yep. Um, and it's, yeah, it will make you just stare at the ceiling and go, do I do I want to fall asleep yeah, right now? I think now? I don't. I think I don't. Yeah, yeah it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's great. But anyway, that's, uh, that's a little aside. Yeah, a little uh, actually, aside. The, I, uh, I reviewed that for Screen Relish, which is probably up in the next week or so. And then... Uh, ScreenRelish.com. ScreenRelish.com. And then it'll be on the MadWolf.com, that website, yes. June 5th. Okay. Yeah, because it's coming it's out. Coming, it's going to be it's wide coming, release. Yep. Uh, we just happened to see it in the last few days. And whoo, yeah, it'll keep you up. But again, yeah, back to The Shining. Well, we've mentioned, you know, atmosphere many times. But the visuals... You know, the, everything from, you know, the, the wide shots, which is a Kubrick staple. Right. Uh, and then the carpet and, you know, and big wheeling all around oh the place. Oh, my God. Yeah, the and sound. The sound, uh, the, the crazy, you know, what's going on in the rooms, the guy That's in the, the bear thing. suit. And the guy- if we were going to focus basically on the ghost story tale of this, is the, is the, is the ghosts are, are, so Lloyd, of course. is Grady. But Grady. Um, yeah, the guy in the bear suit. You know, the old woman in the bathtub. <laughs> in the bath, but yeah. more than anything, let's be honest, it's those two little girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, are they scary. <laughs> and again, it's, I think it's particularly effective because they are scaring face-to-face a little boy, that yeah. sweet little boy, you know, yeah. um, on his big wheel, just staring at these two girls. Come and play yeah. with his Danny. <laughs> and, you know, and we've talked about before, and it's been said many times, you know, that Stephen King preferred the, the TV version of, of years later, which, you know. Because it was more faithful to his story, but it's Kubrick's not, just a visionary. Oh, and it's a, this yeah. is a masterpiece. Yes, just a, as a film, as a standalone yep. film. Mm-hmm. I didn't read the book, so I don't know about how true it was to, to Stephen King's vision. That's up to him, you know. Uh, but just judging as a movie, man, it's, it's hard to get much better. Yeah. 
one of the all-time best and our favorite ever um, haunted, haunted house movie. The Shining from 1980. All right, well, do you disagree? Are there ones that we missed? Is there something better than The Shining? Hit us up. Uh, on Twitter is always fun. We're at Mad Wolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F, and uh, keep the... Keep the conversation going. Also, you can hit up Golden Spiral Media as well. Yeah, and uh, you can uh, you can direct message. You can leave us a message right there on that website. You can leave us a voicemail right on that website. So pretty cool. Look into that. You can also get us on Facebook. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook. And uh, so we talked about the uh, the Fright Club Live. We've got going here in Central Ohio. Hope you can be a part of that if you're in the area. We've got guests coming up. That's right. Next got- week, we're very excited. John Tice, who is a great writer, has worked with us uh, a lot of different projects in a newspaper where we originally started reviewing films. And he's going to he used to write a column called That's So Gay. So he's going to come join us. We're going to talk about gay themes in horror next mm-hmm. week. There's That'll be exciting. Stuff. Yeah. We got Fritz the Night Owl. He's going to come up in a couple so of weeks. So excited! So and geek. then Corey Metcalf, who's a, a co-podcaster over on Golden Spiral Media, he's going to join us in a few weeks. We're going to talk about Australian horror. So yeah, and plus he's set in Australia, so yeah. he's what 15, 14, 14, he's 14 hours, hours ahead. Of us, so, so he'll we'll be talk sleepy. to him about life in the future, <laughs> and maybe he can get us the lottery number. <laughs> hey, future man! No, so uh, it's a lot of fun, and um, we got big stuff coming for Fright Club. So hope you're going to be there and hang with us. Uh, Until then, I am George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And until next week. Stay frightful, my friends.